Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another podcast from uh, Clinical Electrophysiology here at the Cleveland Clinic. I'm Osama Wazni. I'm the section head, and today with me is uh, Dr. Robert Keith. And uh, we're going to talk to you about uh, atrial fibrillation. Uh, just as a reminder, this is uh, atrial fibrillation month, and I encourage everybody to manage their atrial fibrillation. If they know they have it, if uh, they have palpitations, they should check for it. Uh, so, Bob, uh, welcome. And uh, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Dr. Wazi. So as you know, atrial fibrillation is a very common arrhythmia. The biggest issue with the atrial fibrillation is uh, stroke prevention. And after that, heart failure prevention and also symptom relief. Uh, but uh, are there things that uh, patients should uh, take care of or uh, manage to decrease the risk of atrial fibrillation? Yeah, so atrial fibrillation, we believe, is for the most part an acquired problem uh, based on risk factors that we acquire during life. Uh, probably one of the biggest ones is obesity, where we believe that probably about 20% of cases can be accounted for obesity alone. But there are others too, heart failure, hypertension, or high blood pressure, as well as sleep apnea can all contribute to the pathogenesis of atrial fibrillation. So uh, basically, Rob, uh, if, uh, if somebody is overweight, then they should maintain a healthy weight. I think that's very important. If uh, they snore at night or somebody tells them that they snore, they should be checked for sleep apnea and that should be treated. Hypertension and diabetes have to be well managed. All of these will decrease the risk of atrial fibrillation and also the risk of stroke uh, in the long term. So, uh, Bob, you've been working on some uh, important uh, new risk factors. Could you tell us more about your research? Sure. In that arena? So I divide my time between the clinic and, and bench where I treat patients at the bedside and I also try to develop novel treatments for the future at the bench. I'm interested in a pathway that we had previously associated with the clogging of the arteries or coronary artery disease where lipid in our diet can be metabolized by the gut microbiome. What we understand this pathway can do is we believe it can actually promote atrial fibrillation. So I'm investigating the mechanisms by which we think that might happen. So what could our patients do to decrease these metabolites? Things they can do right now, I mean, you're working on the pathway and you're working on hopefully finding an agent that can treat that mm -hmm. issue. But what can our patients do right now uh, to decrease that possibility? Well, the, what we call the precursors are typically found in things that we associate with cardiovascular disease. So uh, meats, cheeses, and dairy, these sort of things. So it, I think it also comes back to having a healthy diet and healthy lifestyle, trying to eat high-fiber diets and avoid some of these, uh, the so-called Western diet, a diet high in fat. So I'm, I'm very happy that you brought that up. I'm originally from Lebanon, so here we go for the Mediterranean diet. So we should reduce, basically, uh, you know, meat, uh, focus more on fruits and vegetables and, and maybe fish. That's right. And yeah. that would decrease those metabolites that can induce atrial fibrillation and other cardiovascular problems. Actually, even in olive oil, something we attribute to lower cardiovascular risk, there's a natural inhibitor of that pathway within olive oil. So again, it comes back to having a healthy diet. So to wrap things up, uh, this is atrial fibrillation month. Uh, once more, the most important aspect of managing AFib is a reduction of stroke. 
But actually more important than that maybe is also reduction of AFib itself or prevention of atrial fibrillation itself. So for that, I think very importantly we discussed is a healthy diet, maintaining a healthy weight, decrease uh, the risk of sleep apnea, and if it's present, please treat it. Uh, another thing I want to touch on here is that if uh, somebody is having palpitations or they're not feeling well and they feel that they're out of sorts, they should be checked for atrial fibrillation because depending on risk factors, that could put them at risk for having a stroke. Thank you once more, uh, Dr. Keith, for being with me today. Thank you for your attention, and we'll see you next time for another podcast from Clinical Electrophysiology here at the Cleveland Clinic. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.